I'm joined now by Philip Gadsden, who's the managing partner of Orchard Street. They manage our property fund. Philip, uh, returns from commercial property were very strong in 2014 and 2015, I think uh, above the long-term average. What do you think investors should expect in 2016? 2015, we saw total returns about 13.8, and that adds into a five-year average, which is now 10.8, and a 10-year average of 5.4. So yes, last year was was strong, and the previous year was strong too. I think what we've been saying for some time is that property is all about income and growth in that income in, in the sense of rental values growing as tenant demand exceeds the supply of space. And last year was no different in that sense. Property portfolios generally produced 5 to 5.5% of income, and during the year, rental values grew by something in excess of 4% on average. So reasonably, reasonably traditional sources of growth in that sense. Relative to where other asset classes are, of course, property is normally compared by, by most commentators to where the 10-year guilt rate is. And at its current pricing, it's still in the order of a three to 400 basis point premium to that level. It's been a lot lower than that uh, at the height of the financial crisis, or just before the financial crisis, mid-2007. That gap was about zero, whereas uh, in 2009, it had risen to about 600 basis points, 6%. So uh, as we sit here today in a world of lower interest rates and a lower interest rate environment and interest rates being lower for longer and all of those sorts of expressions, property at its current level of pricing seems fair. And therefore, in 2016, what, what, what might one expect? Uh, I think a, a continuation of returns dominated by income, probably lower total returns than we've seen over the last two or three years. Uh, but over the next few years, averaging somewhere in the 6 to 6.5% territory. Uh, I think when you asked me this question a year ago, I thought the next few years might be about 7. We've had a good year in 2015, so the next few years may be a little lower than that, but still 6 to 6.5%. But, but, but income is going to be very important going forward, particularly, as you say, relative to the income that an investor can earn in a, in a deposit account. Uh, property is, is usually all about income and growth in that income, and I think the next few years will be very typical. Mm. You and your colleagues have been very busy on the acquisition trail um, in the fourth quarter of 2015. Perhaps um, you could talk about some of the acquisitions you've made for the por portfolio. Yes, the last, the last quarter was particularly busy. In fact, in 2015 as a whole, I, I think we did just over 450 million of acquisitions. I, I think the last quarter was characterised by well, three transactions, but one of them was disguised in the sense that it, it, it was the acquisition of eight different properties. We bought a, a beautifully prime property in the middle of Newcastle, multi-let in the sort of normal way that we like to buy things, uh, with rents at about £20 a square foot. Quite hard for other folks to come along and build new space when rents are at that sort of level. So reasonably well insulated from a supply point of view. It was only finished in 2010. Uh, rents are at or around where we think the market level is. And we managed to acquire that at or around 6%. And there's a property slap bang in the middle of Newcastle in between the shopping centre and the football ground with some interesting regeneration going on nearby. So we think that was that was a nice acquisition for the fund. The next one at the end of the year, in any event, was one that we bought right in the middle of Birmingham this time. Here was a, a, a property dominated by a, a hotel, let to Premier Inn, for another 22 years. 
and a piece of office space let to HSBC. So com- really high quality names as tenants for these for these properties. High quality names, 80% of the income coming from those two and a little bit from McDonald's as well. Right bang in the middle of Birmingham next to the new shopping centre where John Lewis is going to be. You know, a core part of town with an unex- unexpired lease term on average across the whole asset of just under 14 years. So very good secure income. And indeed, the hotel has uh, has rental uplifts linked to the con- consumer price index. So sort of embedded rental growth if we get a little bit of inflation. And I believe you've also bought a portfolio of garden centres. Is, is that the case? We did indeed buy a portfolio of garden centres, eight of them scattered around the country, one up near Newcastle and then down via Altrincham and coming down through the middle of the country near Leicester and then one or two around the southeast. In... So what, what, what attracts you to a portfolio of garden centres? Why, why, why should they be considered relative to, I don't know, buying an office building or, or, or a shopping mall? There's a number of features. The, the the critical things for us were the, were the length of the lease. So we had new 25-year leases. Uh, well, the length of the lease is, is of no interest unless the tenant's any good, of course. Uh, and, and the tenant in this case was Yvale. Yvale are the largest provider of garden centres around the country with 151 stores. I think they've got four times more garden centres than their next competitor. They're owned by Terra Firma, a private equity house. And we spent quite a bit of time interrogating the financials of Yvale and were happy that they could afford to pay the rent in these things. Importantly, a garden centre, which, of course, we've all been to garden centres, but garden centres are, are relatively simple structures. There's not a great deal of building depreciation to go on over the over a period of time. So there's not a lot for us or the, or the tenant, uh, as it happens, to, to need to continue to invest in from the building's point of view. Uh, and we felt that over a period of time, towards the end of the lease maybe, a number of these number of these assets would revert to kind of site value uh, and we felt that with other development around and about most of them there would be some quite interesting underlying residual values in the long term. So presumably these acquisitions, Philip, have, have reduced the cash element in the portfolio. Perhaps you could update us on what the year-end positions were. Yeah, we started 2015 with cash in the property unit trust at just under 20% and that's now come down to just under 11 and we started in the life and pensions portfolios at just over 15%, and that's now just around about 13.5%. So we made good progress during 2015. It would be wrong to leave that point without observing that cash has crept up a little bit in the first part of 2016 with the inflows that we've seen, and so we are very busy looking for new propositions that we can acquire in both portfolios. That's great. And finally, asset management is an important part of what you do at Orchard Street. I know there's been a turnaround in the portfolio owns in Old Jewry, which is right in the heart of the city. Perhaps you'd explain very briefly, if you could, the background there and what you've done about it. Yeah, this was a, uh, well, this is a, a lovely office building in Old Jewry, which is in between Cheapside and Gresham Street in the city. Very short walk from the Bank of England, from the Bank Tube Station, core part of, of that part of town. We bought this in, at the end of 2012 for about £40 million, with 85% of the income coming from what was Anglo-Irish Bank. But through the financial crisis, Anglo-Irish Bank had become owned by the Irish government. So 85% of the income coming from the Irish government. Uh, what surprised us after we bought it was the Irish government managed to get themselves off the hook from guaranteeing the rents of, of the former Anglo-Irish Bank. Uh, and so that meant that we had space back in the building rather quicker than we had expected. But because of the quality of the building and the location it was in, we were able to quite quickly put together a, a relatively small a refurbishment program. We spent about two and a half million pounds on the property at the end of 2014. Had the had the property available to let again at, at Christmas 14 and very early 15, and we were able to relet the whole of what had been let to Anglo Irish, which was five of the six upper floors, 
at rents somewhere between £53 and £56 a foot, depending on which floor. And that had compared to rents when we bought it of somewhere in the £40 a, a square foot territory. So, so you were quickly going to get back the money that you'd invested in, in, in the refurbishment? We, we more than got that back. And indeed, the property went from being the, uh, I think, we, I'm going to blush a little bit, but it went from being the worst performer in, in the portfolio in 2013 to the best performer in the portfolio in 2015. So a good turnaround uh, over that period, but really underpinned by the the asset management that we're able to apply to it, and as importantly, the quality of the asset that we started with. Philip, I'm really sorry, but that's all we've got time for. That's been really fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Chris. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise, and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.